0: C.S. Lewis, at one point in time, he says, "You know, God, um, uh, he kind of shouts to us in our pain. It's his, it's, it's his megaphone to arouse a deaf world." And I think he uses these things to to arouse us and to sort of get us to pay attention and and uh, and get back to him.
1: Welcome to the Search in Your City podcast. I'm your host, Blaine Larson, and today we get to talk to a good friend of mine, Dr. John Hopper. John is our area director down in Houston, Texas, and John, I just want to welcome you to the podcast. Thanks for joining me today.
0: Uh, it's great to be with you today, Blaine, sort of under weird circumstances, but great to be on, on the line with you.
1: It is. It's it's so different because we were actually together Monday, and uh, now we can't be together for a while, so... Great to be able to talk to you on the phone.
0: That's right. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Uh,
1: well, well, John, we're going to tackle a specific question in this topic, uh, or excuse me, in this, uh, in this podcast today. But before we get there, I just want to know what's going on down in Houston, Texas right now.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think it's like pretty much anywhere else in the country. It's, uh, pretty much people staying at home and, and businesses, you know closing up for the most part and you know some people working from home but you know kids are home I've got a couple college kids that are home with me now and so I think that's kind of par for the course and but I think underneath the the surface uh, blaine is you know you're seeing a lot of sort of turmoil and scramblings uh, people that are out of work and people having to lay people off and uh, relational strain and and, uh, you know, some people thinking, you know, this is it. You know, I better store up the cash and get my guns. And so there's a lot of that uh, as well going on. And, um, you know, it's just a, it's a, it's a weird time.
1: It is a weird time everywhere. And uh, unfortunately, I think it's like that in a lot of places. And one of the questions that's coming up a lot right now in this just uncertain situation that we're in is something that I want to spend most of our podcast on, John, and I think you're the guy to really help us understand it and to give us some good thoughts about how to answer this question. So here it is, John: Did God cause the coronavirus?
0: Well, I called God up last night to ask him this question. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: perfect timing. What he say?
0: Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. That, I think. I think that question is kind of bubbling for some people, right? Um, Maybe even sometimes for people that really haven't given God a lot of thought, like, you know, where's this coming from? And if there is a God, you know, sort of, you know, did He cause this? And so um, I think it's a, I think it's an understandable question for sure. Um, You know, I I always probably answer that question. If you, you could say, did God cause, and you could sort of put anything in the blank, and and I think my answer most of the time would be, I I don't know. Um, uh, do I think that God is sort of going around and sort of, hey, I'll start this disease today and I'll start that disease and I'll see that this earthquake happens or this tsunami? I, I, I don't think so. So um, I don't think we see that. You know, I, I look to the, the Bible really to help me sort of understand God, and I, I don't think we see that there um, at times where, where God in sort of specific situations can sort of shake things up in the world. But I, I, I don't know that, um, you know, we're, I'm going to point to coronavirus, you know, COVID-19 and say, well, yeah, God just kind of got upset with a few things. And so he let this one go. Um, but you know, Blaine, I, I think, um, there's kind of a bigger story maybe at play here. Um, and, you know, maybe God is in some ways, um, trying to teach us some things at this time. Like what? So, you know, well, you know, if we go back and we, if we look at the the biblical story and we see that, that God created humanity really to be in this great relationship with him at the, um, enjoy life with him, and, and and really the setting for that. If we kind of look back to the original story of Adam and Eve, but there wasn't pain, there wasn't suffering, there was great harmony, there was no shame. Nobody was having regret for things that they said or had done, and, and life was pretty pretty wonderful. And um, and God, you know, in the midst of that, said, you know, hey, you can keep enjoying this. Um, but there's just one thing I don't really, I don't want you to do. It's just just out of trust in me. I don't want you to, and that, in this case, in this story was uh, eat of this tree. Don't eat of this tree. If you do, it's going to go bad. (laughs) Um, things are going to spiral out. And, um, and ultimately that's what happened. Things uh, did spiral out because Adam and Eve decided to eat of that tree. Um, anyway. And, um, one of the ways I look at it, Blaine is, um, if I tell my, my, one of my kids and they're kind of beyond this age, but let's say that, you know, the room was dirty and I said, Hey, you need to clean up your room today. And, Oh, that party you want to go to tonight, you know, if you don't clean it up today. Um, uh, you're just not gonna be able to go to the parties at night. And so let's say that, you know, all day long, they, you know, they just ignore what I said and they don't clean their room. And, and then at, at night, um, uh, they want to go to the party and I say you know you can't you didn't clean your room you know that's the consequences and so you say well well who who caused not being able to go to the party <laughs> um well you could say that you know I caused it but but really i I didn't cause it um my 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 kids caused it by by not doing you know kind of what I set out and and I think the bigger story in this is that you know, there there are ways that each and every one of us has kind of pushed God back, and, and and sort of flowing from that is a is a, a world that's unraveled a bit, and um, and got disease and death and calamity and disasters, and and uh, um, and so we say, well, did God cause this? Well, in one way, you could say, well, yeah, but not really. Ultimately, uh, we're the ones who. Who caused it? Um, now, I, Blaine. You know, one of the things is I think that you know that can seem like kind of despair, like oh man, so this is you know we're just under God's thumb now, like you know all this stuff is bad and we got to live with it. And, and I think one of the the neat things, um, and I think it's one of the great hopes, right, or maybe the great hope that um, uh, Christianity brings is that. Um, all these the sort of these consequences, like not going to the party <laughs> or whatever the case might be, they weren't just a slap on the hand like God saying, ha, I'm getting back at you. They're all meant to get us to turn back to him so that things can be restored. Um, and uh, God is so good. And he, he, he doesn't want us to continue down a road without consequences. And then at the end of the game, we realize, man, look at this hole we dug. He He wants us along the way to be confronted with things where there's where we're just like, oh man, I can't deal with this, and we turn back to Him. That's His hope, that we would turn back to Him and find our life in Him. And, and in the end, um, whether it be in this life and particularly in the life to come, that we would enjoy um, the sweetness and the goodness of, of God.
1: So, John, if I'm understanding you right, what you're saying is, number one, there's there's no way to know, you know, spiritually speaking, where this came from, how involved God is or isn't, but we do know God is good. And we also know that in stepping way back to like a 30,000-foot view, humanity is actually the one's that are responsible for a messed up world and and it's a chaotic world that was created out of an original disobedience and natural consequences that flowed from that and kind of in this situation that we're in now things like this happen D- diseases happen and all, all kinds of stuff happens and uh, in essence, what I hear you saying is, we just, that's maybe as much as we can say. Mm. Is that right?
0: Yeah, it's probably as much as we can say. And, yet, you know, I, I hope that, um, you know, when people hear us here talking, that it's not like, oh, we're doomed, we're trapped. I mean, um, in some sense, yeah, we live in this world that is broken for sure. But um, there is a great hope um, because of the goodness of God, and um, you know C.S. Lewis at one point in time he says, you know, God um, uh, he kind of shouts to us in our pain. It's his it's it's his megaphone to arouse a deaf world, and I think he uses these things to to arouse us and to sort of get us to pay attention and and uh, and get back to him, and and ultimately if if getting back to him is is what we need to enjoy an eternity um, with Him, sort of a good, sweet uh, eternity with no pain and suffering. And, and really, this current pain—it's—it's—it's it's, it's worth it if it gets us turning back to Him. Um, I, I, there's a passage; it, it's in a one of the the books of the Bible in the New Testament. Um, it's actually a letter written by an early you know follower of Jesus and. And uh, he writes in in this letter, he says, for the creation was subjected to frustration. And I think when we see diseases and disasters, that's what it's speaking about. Uh, And it says not by its own choice, like, um, you know, the creation, you know, wasn't saying, hey, um, I want to produce coronavirus. (laughs) But it says by the will of the one who subjected it, that is by God himself, like he's the one that sort of, Brought in these sort of calamities and disasters, you know, in response to our sin. But notice this: it's the, it then he goes on to say, "But this has been done in hope that the creation will be liberated." And then later it says, "And be brought into the freedom and the glory of the children of God." And uh, and I, I think that's what. God's hope is in all of this is that we would turn our face to him and uh, and we would ultimately sort of end up enjoying in the long run the freedom and the glory of being uh, his children
1: It's a fantastic point john it it really is and it it brings me almost to a like a follow-up question which is if if God is Allowing this kind of stuff to go on. Yet at the same time, we also think that God's in control. He's uh, sovereign is maybe a big word for that in some sense. Lots of debate over what that means. It's actually funny. I'm, I like that show, The Crown, on Netflix. I don't know if you've watched it <laughs> <laughs> about the... British royal family. Uh, yeah. can, I, can I admit that in public? I don't know. But it's a good show. But it But she's the sovereign, right? The queen is the sovereign in, mm. in control, even though yeah. she's really not, which is kind of funny. But um, <laughs> but God really is in in that sense. And so can you help us to understand it all, you know, even in a limited way, how do we think about God being in some way in control over this world, and we go, he's— we think he could fix it. We know he cares. And, and yet just crazy stuff goes on every day. And it's not just this virus. I mean, it's every single day in this world, there is tough stuff going on. So can you help us understand that a little bit, John?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I don't know. Absolutely. I can <laughs> help you understand <laughs> it, but I, absolutely. I can understand the question. Um uh you know, I, I think this is kind of a place where that, you know, again, that sort of 30,000 foot kind of answer sort of helps us to work through it. Um, you know, if, if in the end, the very best thing for us is to um, to be in right relationship with God, um, because perhaps our time here is short. I mean, we all die, right? Whether it's coronavirus or it's something else, our our clock is ticking for every one of us. And and if there is indeed something on the other side that lasts forever and um, and our destiny um, is dependent upon sort of what we do right now with God, <laughs> like if we sort of push off God and we say, God, I don't want to be with you. And so he says, OK, you'll have an eternity without me. Um, uh, then, then maybe God and his sovereignty um Although he would have the power to stop any of these things, maybe he understands that this is what it takes to get our attention, to alert us to the fact that something isn't right with him. And so we we turn back to him, and as a result, even though we might go through this pain now, that in the end, we're better off for it. And so um, uh, that all works. Um, uh you know, to our advantage, might I say, even though it seems like it uh, isn't working real well for us in the, in the meantime so.
1: well, John, those are really helpful thoughts it's a difficult question, and I know there's not concrete answers, but you bring a great perspective. I just want to thank you for helping us wrestle through this question today
0: yeah, it's been great to be with you too, Belaine.
1: well, I want to thank everyone all of you for listening to the search in your city podcast and if you liked this just want to encourage you to share it with your friends subscribe to our feeds and until next time thanks for listening